0: Hey, Pulp fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, follow Mathis' Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. clear and my ear's underwater. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know, You left thinking, okay. or make you say to yourself, Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by Racer X, hosted by Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTO BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. As usual, I'm your host, Steve Mathis, here in Las Vegas. I've got a belly full of fajitas from the local Mexican place. It is 925 on a Wednesday night. But myself, David Pingry, and the Weej are going to break down LA Supercross and what we saw and what happened. Fellas, thank you for joining me tonight.
2: I love the way you say fajitas.
1: You love what? <laughs> The way you enunciate, fajitas. Fajitas,
2: yes. You didn't go all white guy and just go fajitas. No, no. Wow. Well, yeah. You really put a
1: little español on it. I yeah. like that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Weege, how you doing?
3: It's late, man. I'm still on East Coast time, and I've been here like a month now.
1: Yeah, that's not. I'm, I'm not. That doesn't count. Don't give me that.
3: What are uh, you? I'm serious.
1: No, dude. Um, you, I
3: gotta be up with the Morgantown crew at 6 a.m. here, at 9 a.m. there. Got to clock in.
1: Oh Jesus. Anyways. All right. Well, besides the fact that Dodger dogs aren't all they're cracked up to be, right, Ping?
2: Yeah, pretty pretty disappointing. Yeah. Still ate one and enjoyed it, but I just felt like
1: Yeah.
2: I'm eating a regular old hot dog but my bun's too short.
1: Yeah, I mean I give it a I give it a six out of ten. Nothing nothing it's spectacular.
2: Yeah. I've um, barbecued I've barbecued wieners on my grill that tasted better than that, so
1: Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So besides the fact that Dodger dogs aren't all that awesome, and besides yeah. the fact that one baseball writer is very upset that there was a supercos held at Dodger <laughs> Stadium, what did we learn, Weege, from the Supercross race? What did we learn?
3: Well, um, as you know, in uh, Race Red last week, I listed every single column that's on the uh, Race Rex online site. And uh, hopefully that reminded everyone to go back and read everything. <laughs> and in my column, which I listed amongst every column that someone on the site writes, I said how round three traditionally ends up being one of, if not the best race of the year, because it's this perfect combination of the jitters are gone, everyone's finally ready to go racing, but no one exactly knows where they stand yet to have given up. So we go into round three with guys ready to race, but everyone's confident thinking they can win it. Last year you had Stewart and Dungey and Hill back and forth pretty much the whole way. I ran through. I think the last twelve round threes, and I think ten of them were good, and two of them were duds. And then yeah. this one might C- have been the best yet. Cudo, was, kudos on that! It was that, unbelievable by the way. how good this one was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kudos on that article. Good job.
3: I'm hoping that everyone reads every column that we have on that site. Wow. Every
2: single thing, Weege.
3: Every. Even on Fridays. You should. Uh, you should have a column on the site. That would be good. Like you could. Maybe we could have some fans send you questions, and you could answer them. Awesome.
2: Yeah, like a Q&A, like maybe three questions a week or something. Just mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. it fun. Keep it loose.
3: Yeah. Hey, we can mm. even let you pick the photos and, and capture them and everything.
2: Yeah, that sounds mm. awesome. That sounds like a good time. I, I, you call it, I mean, I don't know. This is probably not super original, like asking or something. I, you know, I don't know. Right. I know that.
3: Because you, you essentially would be exactly. asking a question, so.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh. Mm. Forgot about that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh. Uh. About that.
1: Yeah. Um, anyways, so... Uh, Man, I would tell you what, um, as I wrote in my observations column, which was also listed on the site, Yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know what to think of James Stewart right now. I saw him get beat in Anaheim. I saw him get caught in Phoenix, and I saw him get caught and passed a couple times in, uh, in L.A. Uh, Ping, is, this, is he just another guy? I mean, obviously he's super fast, but is he just in the mix right now?
2: You know, I'm not sure. I think that uh, everyone else has gotten quicker, but you know, he's. I think as he gets older and he continues to, you know, have crashes and get hurt, like you're gonna, you're gonna slow down a little bit. You're gonna right. stop taking some of the chances, and you know, he, he's notorious for just like throwing caution to the wind. Like he just twists it. On and tries to figure it out later. Right. And I don't think he's doing that as much anymore. I, mean, I think he's kind of, um, you know, trying to think a little bit before, uh, he tries to be amazing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, he did. He definitely so. poured it on the, the last couple laps. He got buck wild a couple times there, um, trying to catch up to RV. But, uh, I mean, I'm just blown away. I guess just the fact that he's not blowing away everybody. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, you, Ping, you figure it's a case of him slowing down more than the other guy speeding up.
2: No, it's both. It's I, both. To me, it's yeah. both. Yeah. Yep, it's a, it's a perfect mix of both because RV is ripping. You know, mm-hmm. Kennard is, is, like, pushing the, you know, he's, gonna, he's running their pace. You know, it's really, really impressive from him. Yep. Dungy's, you can tell he's a little frantic here trying to make sure he's still in the mix, but mm-hmm. he's definitely got the speed. Best race, and, um, best race of
1: Dungy's season so far, right, Ping? I mean, no, without a doubt. What's that? Best race of Dungy's season so far.
2: Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, the opener, he—I want to say he locked into that, but it was pretty uneventful. He got, you know, a good start, past one guy or something, and kind of rode around. Um, he had to definitely work for this one, and he, you know, it was a good ride for sure. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that one big mistake where he lost the back end, um, you know, he would have. He would have kept it closer, and it might have gotten interesting again. But yeah, um, yeah, I I still don't think there is like one or two guys. You know, obviously RV and Stewie seem to be getting it done. But I'm telling you, Kennard's going to get a win. I think he's going to get a win this season. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Weed, you and I'm going to I'm going to yell loudly when that happens. Weed, you think Uh, uh, can
1: Kennard win? Is he going to win? Yeah.
3: Well, I'm afraid to say because then it dates back to last week's podcast where I was saying I believe that the trend is already set, of Stewart and Villapoto being the fast guys. But Pink mm-hmm. said that will change and other guys will get on them. So for me to say that Kennard would win would then be, would be me saying that I was wrong last <laughs> week. And I really had a tough time. Really a tough time doing Dude, it really showed. I mean, first of all, Kennard had about as gnarly a crack, and then impact uh, from the bike. On top of that, goes to the LCQ and... Um, in the main, showed no ill effects. That was almost a, that was even a better ride than he had in Phoenix when he finished on the podium. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of the race in Phoenix, um, you know, Villa po- uh sorry, Dungeon and Reed were catching him, and he kind of was in the right place at the right time and mm-hmm. through when they got stuck. This one, he purely earned it. I mean, he just ran that pace. Um, that was unbelievable.
1: With the nineteenth gate so, pick at that, you know. Yeah,
3: wow. yeah. So um, that's legit. I mean. I'd say, out of anything, I, I think that's the biggest surprise. And not because we didn't think Kennard would be good, but, right. you know, the buzz was the big four. And right now, we haven't seen much in the results from Reed, But mm-hmm. we've certainly seen something from Kennard and he was right there with Dungy the whole way. I mean, if you had said that Kennard is going to be right there just as fast as, say, Dungy, yeah. and it's results to be better than Reed to the first three races, I would have to think that's above par.
1: Yeah. Um, Pretty good. How do you not love a guy who whole shots the LCQ and does a fist pump over the first double? Yeah. Like Ping, have you ever have you ever seen something well, like that? Well
2: honestly the way he rebounded from that crash, which was just a couple feet from being like Yeah disgusting. I yeah. mean if he would have not gotten over that next jump with his body yeah. <clears throat> Oh, I don't even wanna think what happened. And yeah, he just he just like rebounded and wasn't even like, Okay, I'm just gonna like get through this night and try to regroup. He throws like a, a fist pump and an air wheelie up the finish line. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. You know, yeah. you just—how do you not like that guy? I—I'm uh, I'm like super fan of Trey Canard right
1: now. Wow, wow, Ping! Uh, you sound like a—sound like I was with a certain number fifteen.
2: Yeah, no, that's kind of where it's headed. It's, <laughs> if he needs sandwiches made, I might have to just go put them together. All aboard the Canard bandwagon! Up front, David. Well, no, Pingree. hey, and I tell you, I've been a fan of his, and. Ian from A1 just watching him ride. I, I love his style, man. Like the way he, I, I think he scrubs as good or better than Bubba. His scrubs are retarded. Like, really, really crazy. Um, and you he's just like smooth and fluid. I just really like watching him ride.
1: You
3: know what's impressive about his style? Like, he is able to do all the gnarly stuff. Like, he can do the big scrubs, and he can do the big whips, and he does things in certain sections that are like, man, that's impressive. But at the same time, he is smooth and fluid, and you don't see him do, you know, crazy out-of-control things. Like, he has this amazing balance where he's able to be smooth most of the time, but if there's something gnarly that needs to be done, he's also got that in his in his bag of tricks.
1: Yeah. Which, which I think RV has added to his bag of tricks with being a little more finesse, a little more mm-hmm. in control, and maybe that's because he's in better shape, you know?
3: Maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, – um RV's race I can't was wait. impressive. This battle
3: of the man friends, where if Ferry is working with Canard, and then Mathis, you want to work with Ferry, and then Ping wants to make a sandwich for Canard, like this.
1: Yeah, thing. <laughs> this could yeah. be epic. <laughs> well, I spoke to Timmy today, and he uh, he said, "Hey, can you go and check on? Can you go and check on Junior a couple of times this weekend?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? I just go say hi to him." And I'm like, well, "You're not going to be there?" He's like, "No, I'm not coming for the next couple of weeks." And uh, wow. I'm like, are you being serious? He's like, yeah, just just go lighten the mood, and I'm like, all right. So apparently, the the big thing it must be Timmy. Timmy must be Mister Jokester, Jokey McJoke, um, because I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's what's working. I don't know. Go over there and like maybe I'll get a unicycle and uh, and some juggle some balls or something. Um, but uh, um, I I don't know. Like as far as the scrubbing thing, I saw James th- throw down a couple of ridiculous ones that make me think. He's still the best in that, although I saw Roxon do one that was – Hang, is it easier to scrub to the DF? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Th- that's
2: yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Cause but I, I, I know what you're talking about. Roxxon is – I'm telling you, I think Roxon and Bubba are hands down the earliest guys at that. I mean, yeah. you just go, how are they not crashing right now? Right. When you get up a triple or something big, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, one thing about RV, and and, uh, and we did, I don't know if you brought this up or I brought it up, but there's not a lot of overthinking there. Um, there's not a lot of worries about this guy's doing this or this guy's doing that or this guy's got traction control or anything. There's not a lot there in his head. He just sort of goes out. He's very, very confident. But, I mean, the way he won this race on the weekend, would you think if there is a mental game, Ping, do you think – Villopoto has it over Stewart right now?
2: Well, you would certainly think so. I mean, he reeled him in in Phoenix. He reeled him in this weekend. Stewie was catching him at the end of the race, but, you know, who knows if Ryan was sort of just kind of sending it in those last handful of laps or what. Um, It seems like Ryan can pull him in at will. Um, Making a pass is another story that hasn't had to happen yet. But, um, boy, I've got to feel good to be able to just pull Bubba in.
1: Right. You know? That's what I'm sure. saying. So. And there's, like, not uh, a lot upstairs where where, where Villabota would overanalyze it. To me, he would just be like, ah, I caught him. I caught him. You know, bottom line. Like, know. he wouldn't be like, oh, he made a mistake here. Maybe I'm not as good. There isn't well, that with RV.
2: You know what surprised me is Ryan said something about um, – something to me at, at, at the uh, – and Anaheim one, He said uh, <clears throat> what he didn't like about that track, and, and even Phoenix, is the whoops were so easy. He goes, You know, whoops are like where I make my time up. And I thought, That's kind of arrogant. Come from a short, little, sawed off dude like him, you <laughs> know, like little guys aren't good in whoops. Yeah. That set this weekend was, you know, the first set wasn't, you know, a few bad, but the second set was legit. It was like a, a funny little hump and a big round roller that had to set you in. Mm mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was difficult. It was, it was technical to get into him right. And he shagged through those things. fastest dude for sure in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, I said to so, him. I'm oh, sorry. No, I'm just saying that I, he, so he proved himself right. I mean, he, yeah. I think the bigger and gnarlier the whoops get, it's, it's the benefit to him. And that's, that's good, especially when you head east where they start getting bigger.
1: He, uh, in the podcast I did with him after the race, I said, hey, those whoops were pretty gnarly. Uh, how were you getting through them? And he's like, did you see me? And I go, yeah. Then you know that I, I had no problem with him. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Um, and then he yeah, to for ma- whatever reason, he's got him dialed. And then he proceeded to make fun of Michael Essie again. Expend, ah, Exper- yeah. Um Hey, we. You know, I don't
3: think the mental game between those two is a huge thing, just because of two. Because I don't think the mental game really matters <laughs> much. Villaput, I, I think he thinks that he could do this anyway. Even just the fact that he's doing it, he's only proving what I think he already thought. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. You know, um, I, even, I, I even go back to, you know, when he won, say, in, like, Vegas in 2009, I know Stewart was racing for a title, but, like, Philip Poto got behind him in the main event and just attacked him. Like, I'm going to pass you, and you right. don't see many people treat Stewart like that. It's almost You can almost see, like, okay, I'm on Stewart. This is pretty crazy. I'm, I'm right here with him. This is gnarly. Right. But it was like it meant nothing to him. He treated him no different than any other rider, and I think that's the case now. So I don't know. If I think he thought he could do this all along, and in the case of Stewart, uh, I think he's probably a little too stubborn, or has won too many races in the past to be thinking right now. Uh oh, this Hodo guy's got me. Like, yeah. I, I don't. It's going to take a lot more races for his mind to be wired that way.
1: Yeah, Weeds, you interviewed him after the race. Uh, yeah, and I mean, whatever. When you type stuff out, it doesn't always come. What was his mood like? What right. was the general?
3: Oh, he's so pissed.
1: He's pissed. He was
3: okay. so pissed.
1: Yeah,
3: it was kind of cool because um, I felt like both Dungy and Stewart were pretty angry. Um, And I think that's, like I was saying, that's the cool thing Mm -hmm. about early in the season like this. Like, these dudes are all thinking, I know that I, in in their mind, they think they're the guy. So, if they get second or third, they're pissed about it. Um, And they Mm -hmm. both were not happy. Um, And Stewart definitely felt like he was the guy. Although, I have to say this. Hey, we're just reporters, right? So, we we just put the quotes out there. But, in Stewart's mind. Once Villapoto got next to him, he stepped it up and pulled away. But in reality,
1: Stewart and
3: Dungey pretty much collided.
1: Villapoto and Dungey made a mistake. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Sorry, Villapoto and Dungey almost collided, and that's why Stewart had built up a gap in three quarters of a lap. Right. So,
1: and and uh, an RV was coming again.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, Funny the way riders so. see things versus the way things really yeah. happen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ping. Yeah. Form, yeah. Former pro. No, rider. I, I mean speaking from experience, I'm sure. I know I've done it. Like. Right. Uh, riders are gay. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: <laughs> so
2: so what you're saying,
1: what you're saying, Weej, is that when Dungy and Stuart, who I believe both tweeted later on that night, race was great, I had a lot of fun. Things things were no. well. Uh see you next week. No.
3: <laughs> that wasn't It was not the normal no, it was definitely no like right. first of all, as we all know Dungy's pretty robotic. So yeah. You detect any amount of frustration or emotion in him? That's like that's like a dump truck load. Yeah. Like if you can even see or spot anything, it's like oh my god! Right. And, and I'm not talking like he was rattled or he is freaked out by how fast these guys are going. You know, he feels like he was in the race until the 14th lap, and then he lost the back end. And damn it, I could have won this thing. Right. And Stewart's thinking I had the lead. If I hadn't lost the front end, damn it, I could have won this thing. I can beat these guys. Pretty cool to have. And obviously, Villapoto feels that way. It's pretty cool to have three guys right now. That will not go into the race thinking anything but I should win and I'm going to win. Right. So that's what makes for good racing.
1: Hey, Weege, why don't you tell the story of uh, of seeing Reedy in the parking lot?
3: Yeah, what? It was a walkabout. <laughs> like, yeah, Mathis and I are hanging out with uh, John Knowles. I was waiting for Villapoto because Villapoto is always pretty good with doing interviews and the Cowboy guys always stay late. So I was like, I'll talk to everybody else I need to talk to and then we'll go to him last. He's right. not going to leave.
1: And he won, so, so yeah. Nair, yeah. yeah,
3: plus he won. They, they, they hang out later. Um, so we're waiting by the Kawasaki rig and villa Villapoto's RVs RV, and some dude comes walking up with like a sweatshirt, black sweatshirt on. Before hey, we, what's going on? hey,
1: before we, before we get to any further, can we stop Andy Boyer from calling him RV Park? Is there anything we can do?
2: Uh, I, I think he's just going to keep that freight train going. Yeah. You can't stop him from saying that for your shoulder's back, chest out either, because that's just going to keep coming.
1: Can, can we get a lawyer? Can we get an injunction? Is there anything legally shoulders you can do? Back. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. I just RV park. I, 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 all right. Um, okay. So, a black hooded sweatshirt.
3: Yeah, some guy, some, some random fan, I think, was loose in the pits um, late, late at night. But this is, what, about midnight, 1230? And a yeah. uh, guy comes rolling up. Hey, what's going on? And we're like, Wow, that's Chad Reed. What's up? <laughs> so we start we start talking to him and then Mike Fisher comes up and shakes his hand and he's like, Hey, good comeback tonight, Chad And then Fisher walks away and Chad is like That's the first time Fisher and I talk like August <laughs> And and then we and then John Knowles from Scott came over who even though Reed cannot wear Scott anymore, Knowles will always be Reed's boy. Um so it was at the four of us talking for like a half hour, and we were kind of waiting to see what Reed was like, looking to like why he was yeah. coming to pitch. Like, and we because
1: we're losers. And And yeah, why would
3: you come out? To talk? He's not coming to talk to us.
1: Exactly.
3: And he just chatted for a bit, and then he was done, and he just went back to his motorhome. It was like he just decided, I'm going to walk around in the pitch and just see if I can talk to somebody. Right. He was on a walkabout, mate.
1: Yeah. What What is the deal? He wasn't in a bad mood. Yeah, no, he wasn't in a bad mood. I think he's, he did a lot of testing this week. Um. On his bike. What do you think of Reed's ride, uh, Ping? Like, if you're, can you can you sleep well at night if you <coughs> read that you know you had the fourth best time, or does is it still um, just clearly not happening?
2: I honestly don't know for sure because literally it took until about lap twelve to fourteen to where I I even went, where's Reed at, and I <laughs> had to scan back through the field to find him. And I'm not saying that to slam him. I just the race at the front was so good. I literally didn't yeah. even look past fifth place, I don't think, until for sure past halfway in the race. So I kind of saw where he was, and and I think I checked in like a couple times, just like, and I don't know, I didn't really watch him. So I, I can't really even help you there. I mean, he's got to be bummed with the way it turned out, but uh, if he rode well and his times were good, I guess, what do you do? At the end of the night, how are you going to be mad? I mean, I didn't see what happened on the start. He got bumped off the track is what I heard. Is that right?
1: He collided with Ivan, uh, you know, Ivan went down, I don't really know, it was just kind of a mess, and then he got going, but had to stop and kick his front end to, you know, his clamps were all... He
3: said that uh, Metcalf hit a tough block and knocked it into him, knocked it into his way, and he went down, and I, he doesn't know if he hit Ivan or not, but since they were both underground, the ground, it seems pretty obvious, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Ivan's crashed.
2: Yeah, I caught the end of it, him, like, augering in, he was, like, face down in that sand, an ostrich with his head buried and he popped up with no visor. I was like, Oh man. I was surprised he got up and kept going.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's
2: Ivan's a tough dude.
1: Yeah, he is. He is a tough yeah. dude. Hey um, I'm not gonna say who I was talking to today earlier, but I said it earlier. But um he won a one twenty five Supercross title back in the day. Um this source it wasn't me. Yeah. So. Bing? Oh no. um um Shade Bentley? <laughs> it was Shea Bantley And he Sorry. told me the aliens and the werewolves Are outside his window But uh Anyways And Strawberry Shortcake was keeping him company Fighting off the werewolves uh, Now this, My source was telling me Ping, Tell me if you've noticed this He thinks Chad's bike is slow And I mean slow is a relative term Compared to the guys he's racing
2: with Yeah that's just not right. That's just not true. <laughs> no possible way. Like, I mean, it's the same. It's it's. I'm telling you that's within, you know, a fraction of a percentage of the same bike that Kevin Windham's running. Does right. Windham's bike never look slow? I mean, yeah. I just, it's not interesting. Okay. It's not slow. Yep.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Putting that No, I want to cut it. If know. there's anything wrong with that bike versus the guys he's racing against, it's in the handling department. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know he's been over at the Honda asking some questions and stuff about handling. Wants to get it to turn better. So I know that.
3: I, uh, I question the intelligence now of this. I'd love to know who this champ is. Um, no, I'm not telling I know you. That,
1: yeah.
3: No, I know you're not. I know. But that could almost make it more fun that way. Although I know you once told me about a teen guy who was able to tell frames reflecting from the press box. So
1: <laughs> Exactly. <never know> where <laughs> so,
3: where these observations, sorry to the term, yeah. come from. If someone was able to tell, every bike was slow.
1: Right. Um, what else? What else? Ping uh, caught your eye in the 450 class. Any other
2: guys? Well, uh, I saw Kevin Windham crash in practice. Did anybody else catch this on that little off camber corner? Uh, nope. No. Between triples. Nope. So, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You made one triple, yeah. and then there was like an off camber turn with a little tabletop as you exit, and then he hit the other triple. Yeah. <laughs> This is just random. I'm watching practice. He's waving to somebody in the crowd as he rounds this turn. Loses the front end goes down. Nah. <laughs> so it's kind of comical. He wasn't hauling you know, He's going slow. Gets up. Comes around the next lap, like trying to put in a good lap. Loses the front end. Same spot. Goes down again. Oh, really? Oh, no. That's Weird. Yeah. Uh, another thing I picked up on is that that stadium is a pile of crap. <laughs> Is well, it not?
1: Well, anything built back then, yeah. I mean, you should see
2: Fenway. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. No, I'm, I just, you know, you hear, oh, Dodger Stadium, and that Tom Hofarth guy made it sound like some type it, of mecca. Sistine Chapel. It, it was, you know, it was a really old theater stadium. The inside was nice, like the, you know, suites and stuff. Oh, were thanks you, to were Jim you? Downey and the PPG boys for the seat in his suite. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: the real All Fred the Dodger dogs you day. can eat, which was about yeah. one of them.
1: <laughs>
3: anyway,
2: I don't know. I just was not impressed. I, you know, you just think, you just expect more,
1: right, um,
2: from a place like that. What about riders?
1: Talk about riders. Um, um, you know, is mm-hmm. uh, was it was Metcalf whole shotting and even leading for a lap and a half, was that, I mean, does that help him? Does that allow him to f- see the pace and, and, and know what it can and give him some confidence, or is he going to be Maybe. He's,
2: he's really, I think he's a ways off from the pace, though, so, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's got work to do. His starts are awesome, though, man. That guy, his starts last summer, yeah. he was always up front.
1: Yeah, I think Suzuki's um, a good starting bike, too. Look at Reed. Look at Dungy. You know?
2: Yeah. Reed, Reed's, got, oh, no, it'd be, Reed's got this it theory. It's interesting to see where he can, you know, get to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how how much he can improve over the course of the season. But yeah. if you keep getting starts like that, you're going to get some good results because he'll hang there longer and longer each time and right. make fewer mistakes. And then, you know, I think the guy's fit, so he's bound to. Mm-hmm. If he keeps getting starts like that, one of the times he's going to finish the race and, It'll be top, you know, I don't know,
1: top four, but maybe fifth, sixth. Yep. For sure. Um, I can't believe Reed hasn't got a podium with three races in, and he hasn't really even sniffed it, you know? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, who would ever thought that before the season started? I mean, I, I, mean I, I didn't have him winning the title or winning a lot of races, but, I mean, he's Chad Reed. What he does is make the podium. That's what he does, so. Um just an indication I guess how fast the guys are going. Uh Wyndham was really uh upset a little bit after the race when I talked to him. He just he says his scrubs are horrible. Everybody stays lower than him. And he says we've gotten to the point where we used to make term we used to make time up in the whoops, we used to make time up in the corners, and now we're all making time up in the air. Uh Weege, did you read that? Yeah, I did. I,
3: read, I tried to read every single... Um, every column, yeah,
1: everything that's on the yeah, website. Yeah, everything
3: that all of our staff and contributors had to the site. Um, yeah, that was interesting, and it's like they're just maxing out, maxing out, max. Everyone's figured out how to max this out. Mm-hmm. And on that uh, topic I had, um, I've been talking to Buddy Antonis a bit lately because we're going to be uh, the dynamic duo for the Arena Cross shows this year. And um, I was like, hey, are you going to be in L.A.? He said, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'm trying to do some more in-depth stuff for their video coverage. And I know you've taught, you know, Nathan Ramsey and a lot of guys. You're doing some riding schools now. So let's pick a rider or two and, like, really break down their style and what they're doing right and what other, some other guys are maybe doing wrong. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. So then Saturday afternoon he says, you know what, I watch practice. I'm not feeling it, man. Everybody's on it. Everybody's perfect. Everybody's awesome. At this level, there's nothing I can correct. And I'm like, all right, no problem. And then I went and found Ryan Hughes and we quickly found – he quickly found 172 things
2: that everyone could approve. Let me guess. Can I just guess? All of their hits are locked. They don't have their butt out. It's all in That's the hits. Did you say that? He did, although he did say, and this is about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he said
3: the guy whose style looks like he has the most to gain is Villapoto. Why? It's unlocked. Um, and he rides through the pegs, and you'll see that he's going to hook up on the start straight better than any other rider. And then when Dungey lost the back end, I later got a text about, like, see, he's putting the power to the ground? So, give him that. But anyway, this is an Anthony story about how he's saying, you know, a couple races in now, everyone is so darn good, you're just, like, you're splitting hairs that you need a microscope to find. And I guess that's what Wyndham's saying. Like, every corner, every loop section, everyone's got it dialed. Wait, oh, yeah, I just walked past the karaoke bar. That's this week's. This week's contribution. This
1: week's sound in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Baby's already asleep.
1: Um, interesting. Yeah. Um, does Rhino yeah. think they all need some supplements?
3: I mean, they got to start living cleaner lives. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yep. What about paying KTM? I feel bad, but KTM 350. I mean, what are we doing? You hate that thing, don't I you? I don't hate that thing. I lo- Look, Michael Lesi, I build goggles with him for him every week. Him and I have never been tighter. Uh, socially, very awkward, but a good guy. Um, Shorty, love Shorty. I would adopt him. Uh, great dude. But what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, they took the okay. They took the two guys who are known for starts. Michael Alessi his whole life, Andrew Short the last couple of years, and they've turned him into poop.
2: I don't know, dude. Hey.
1: <laughs> Here we go with the story. Here's the story, Here's all, here's all I'm going <laughs> to say, okay?
2: Is one, Caroli makes that same bike work. I don't think it's a lot different over there. I really don't. I don't think there's a, a huge difference in motorcycles. And I watched Caroli and Alessi whole shot. A whole field of 450s at Glen Helen at the GP on the longest, deepest start in the series. And I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think you can blame the bike yet. I don't think – I think it's too early to judge that thing. I know you hate it and you want to just throw it into a pit and burn it.
1: I just – I, I punch I, I, Roger DeCosta in the face. But it would be an
2: awesome bike.
1: It would be an awesome bike if it had 100 cc's more.
3: Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. Why don't you throw in a million dollars worth of R&D money while you're at it? That's what I'm I'm saying.
1: I'm saying there's nothing wrong with a bike.
2: Have you even ridden a thing?
1: No. Have you ridden one? No. I got a lot of buddies who have, though, who says it's a really fast 250F. Look, the proof is in the pudding. He couldn't get on that tabletop at Phoenix. He couldn't get on it.
2: (laughs) Maybe it was Shorty. Don't you
1: ever say that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> saying, I'm just saying, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to, I'm not going to condemn that thing yet. Okay. Just going to wait and see.
1: Okay. Would you agree with me, though, that Michael Lessie's and Andrew Short's results have not been where they were on other equipment?
2: Well, how do you not agree with that? I mean...
1: Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Of course you, you can't disagree with that because... Thank you.
1: That's all I need. That's all I need. Uh, uh, did you see? Any? I think Mike's not even. I think Mike is is
3: almost at the verge of purposely trying to do bad to prove everyone wrong and right. You understand know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I shouldn't be racing Supercross. I probably wish I had a four fifty. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And you see the photo in uh, Racerhead where we mentioned every column that we have on the site. We also had that photo sequence by a uh, Carlos Aguirre, and he showed Mike. Being absolutely, positively dead last off the line, horrible jump off the line in the LCQ, and yeah,
2: now that now that is not it happen bike horsepower. Okay, right. That he is crappy reaction time.
1: Yeah, no, and more, whatever else. And so, I spoke to Mike about that. He did not. He did not blame the bike. He said it was him. He did.
3: Right, but why is it him? I believe that he is in a major funk right now and. For the first time, I used to say that Michael Essie is the only dude who's willing to get the whole shot when he knows that the the next five guys behind him might land on him on the first jump because they're so much faster than him, but he doesn't care. He's going to try to get the start anyway. Now it's the exact opposite. It's almost like he is no longer trying to get whole shot. I don't know if he could if he tried, but I don't think he's even trying anymore.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: At Guna we had footage of, they showed the replay of, because Stewart and Dungeon were lined up by each other, and they wanted to show that clip over and over and over, and they showed the clip over and over and over, and they get their elbows in front of Alessi, and you see Alessi shake his head like, see, damn it, I can't, I can't do it, I can't, I can't do it. Like six inches out of the gate. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's not trying. He's actually purposely trying to prove that it won't work. The supercross thing, the bike thing, whatever, that's my theory.
2: I don't know. I don't think I'm, it's I'm just I'm not gonna comment yet. I I, I think that bike's capable. Maybe they're not hundred percent there yet, but I don't know. In Supercross, I can't see where an extra hundred cc's has that big of an effect on your results.
1: Hmm, I can.
2: Um Hmm, <laughs> hang <on>. am says <laughs> the guy who Former Supercross champion.
1: Oh wow! I've got four Manitoba plaques on the wall.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, why don't you ask the former 125 champion, who said Reed bike is alive? The horsepower of this.
1: <laughs> we could it. We, we could. Um. Uh. Guy who has the worst luck, probably Tommy Hahn. Pretty fast. No results to, sh- to speak of this year. Um. Poor Tommy Hahn. He'll he should be up there. Uh. But, you know, I talked to David Villeman after the race and. I said, yeah, he's, man, he's got good bad luck. And Villaman's like, Pfft, luck, luck, you make your own luck. And he stormed away. So uh, didn't get anywhere with that. But uh, uh, also, um, yeah, what was I going to say?
2: Justin Brayton, invisible. Once
1: Bra- again. Brayton. Yeah, fifth. Even better this
2: week, fifth. Yeah. And not, not noticed. Not noticed no at all. One, no one even noticed. <laughs> I bet you could ask ten out of ten people right now and say they have no idea where he finished. I don't know. Was he in the main event?
1: Yeah, yeah. And Millsaps had yeah. another Millsap's had another bad night, but I believe he went down early. So, um, all right, two fifty class. Cole Seeley. ping. Tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of your old guy. Yep. Uh, not old. Su- not surprised.
2: Um. No, no. I mean, he got a second last year. You know, it really shouldn't be that big a surprise to anybody. He um he had the talent. He he was lacking the fitness last year and sort of the discipline. And I think he benefited a lot from watching Will Hahn kind of how hard Will worked last year and applied applied some of that. I still think he's uh I still think he lacks a little bit of focus. He's got a whole lot of hobbies and distractions, but mm-hmm. they did a bunch of work on starts. They actually made a really big gearing change. Like they were they've been running fifty ones. You know. Fifty, fifty one, fifty two, but fifty ones was kind of their standard and um they made a change, went to forty nines. So wow. you can imagine without making any other engine or exhaust changes, that's a you know, that's yeah. a pretty significant change. And um, said it was way better on the starts. The guys were kind of running lower RPMs. It helped them in the whoops because they could, you know, the yeah, motor, motor would carry out. a little further. And um, all of them turned quicker. Lot times, all of them liked it better. <clears throat> and uh, obviously, it worked. You know, if you watched the, you watched the main event, all three of those guys were in the top four or five. I mean, they were all right there. So wow,
1: Christian Craig um, was uh, was not in the
2: main event. I'm sorry, heat race is what I meant. And in the main event, Cole Hole shouted, so.
1: Yeah. Christian Craig, poor uh, Christian Craig, huh? Oh,
2: man. Yeah, pull, tore, his, uh, tore the ligament off patellas, patellar tendon, he tore off, so. Ouch. I guess it's a relatively easy fix, and he'll make the last handful of West Coast rounds, so it's not the end of the world, but. Right. Definitely a bummer. I didn't see what happened. Rattray, did anybody see that? Someone said it was sort of not a good move on Tyler's part but I yeah, didn't see it at all. I didn't
1: see it either. So, I just heard the same thing that Tyler Tyler caused it, but I didn't see it. Yeah. Um yeah, But uh one thing Seely, good guy. Uh I like him. He's not going to win interview of the year. No. He's not going to win that contest. Hey Weej. There's
3: supposed to be something
1: about him though. There's supposed
2: to be <laughs> something <laughs> about him. Oh god. About I, him. It, I Poor, poor anybody who was around Brian Segrist at night. Right? Oh, man. Oh, was that guy imagine. just going bananas after I that?
3: Can't, I can't even imagine. He was... I he was <laughs> thinking about it at, like, lap 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's Seely's agent, by the way. Folks.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. Like, do you think he just wrapped himself in silly bands and just... <laughs> was just on, oh, just, man. Just silly band it all up? On fire. Um, no, I like the kid. Good guy. I've talked to him a few times yeah. before. Just... uh you wouldn't have known he won by the interview he gave me, or we just sounded like by the interview he gave you.
3: Yeah, but I, um, I guess that is one of those things where it didn't come across. Like, at least in that case, the lack of, like, excitement was more because of, like, the shock of it all. Like, he, like, didn't have the word. It had not sunk in. He, like, didn't have the words to believe that he had just won a Supercross. Right. It wasn't like the Brock Tickle last year where it was like he knew he won and he just wasn't excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and there was a heck of a celebration going on there over the
1: uh, yeah.
3: the the Troy Lee rig. I mean, you know, it was a pretty good atmosphere, man. I was I was pumped for those guys.
1: Yeah, um, well, well, tickles tickles. I was the new su- team manager.
3: Does a great job.
1: Yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> Some yeah. Did something the other one couldn't do.
3: We had a comment. Yeah. Somebody actually. And by the way, I want to. Why are the comments on all websites? RacerX certainly included. It's 99% negative. Why is that? Why is it always just bag on for them? Like, you know, even the message boards are always bad, but half of the message board posts are actually, like, ass-kissing dudes who, like, are hoping that Villamin or somebody's reading it and, like, purposely put good stuff. The comments are you,
2: nothing You know, You know what would, would help a lot, I think, is if there was some accountability. If you had to put your name, yeah. had, you know, your name, your email address, maybe even your physical address, it had to be on there. Because I think, it's, I, think I think a lot of guys just hide behind, oh, I can just throw my name up on here. No one will ever know it's me. I'll just make up some name. I can say whatever I want.
3: It's always an argument. It's always, so one dude said, and Ping you probably saw it, like, Ping's no longer team management, and now the team wins. you think that's a coincidence? And I'm like, <laughs> in your defense, I'm like, look at Cole Seely. before he was working with Ping last year, and then when he started working. With-
1: Oh, no. When he was at Fun City Suzuki oh, yeah. and, and went from 5th to tw- 18th in the mains, I saw it. There was something about him.
2: Yeah. I well, could see it. you know, the thing is this guy doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground because I, I haven't been with that race team since August 1st of last summer. They did the last half of the Nationals without me. So it has been plenty of time without me there. Hey,
1: everybody, this is Steve Mathis. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for reading everything I do as well as listening to the other shows. I know it's a lot of crap. One of the reasons I'm able to put out a lot of crap is because people are paying me. And then one of the things that you guys need to do to help support my crap is by buying crap from these sponsors. So listen to the commercial. It's a lot of crap. See ya.
0: Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for 32 dollars 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you.
1: Well, somebody on observations today said I should be fired. You should be. I, should be uh, I, I don't know. I should be fired. I'm. I'm not a good writer. I. I don't make any sense. Or I don't know. I should be fired. There's. There's something on there that said I would fire Matt. This, well,
3: so, I've been looking for a to do. Some uh, maybe a, uh, write something on the website. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Maybe you can take over my column. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't do anything yeah. on there now. So.
3: As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Um. So okay. So. Um, Sealy won. Good job for him. He's uh, now third into points. Hanny. Kind of saved himself, saved himself a, a big time. hopping huh, with that ride.
2: Yeah, he did. He he definitely, you know, kept himself in the hunt because for a while there, it was going to get real interesting. Yeah, I I kind of expected, and the to me the big turn of events, um, of that whole race was Kyle Cunningham shutting his brain off right before the finish line there.
1: Kyle Cunningham, really caught. going
2: Cleaned out DeValos and then no, he cleaned out Roxon.
1: It took out Duvalos. and then Davalos
2: tried to go around him and did the weirdest yeah. one eighty I've ever seen when his back mm-hmm. tire caught yeah. one of the bikes. And it kinda hung everybody up, gave Cole a gap. But Roxon was flying. You know, Tickle was behind it, kinda had to check up. I don't know, that was a that was a race changer in yeah, my opinion. But right? but, yeah. but, H-
1: but Hanny got around Roxon, so that
2: well, later in the race. This
1: was like yeah, no, no, I know. I know. no, I know. No, I agree. But uh, I'm just saying. Um, you know, it wasn't wasn't. Kyle Cunningham. He just he really surprises me when he crashes. I can't believe he's so steady all the time. Such a workhorse.
3: I hope his mom doesn't listen to these.
1: Um, I talked to Alan Brown, his team manager. Alan hadn't seen it on tape. Uh, from what he was hearing, though. Uh, Kyle Kyle, just, uh, you know, it was a good opportunity by Kyle. It was a good chance. It just didn't work out. Alan was on the side of, you know, ah, it didn't work out, but there was a window there. I'm on the side of saying, dude, it wasn't there. It wasn't there, you know?
3: No, I actually saw Cunningham after the race and said, a tough break, man, and he goes, stupid pass, stupid pass. Oh, he so said that? Yeah. Himself. Yeah, he said that himself.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, he's, uh, he's, 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 uh, he's, Definitely talented, but it's been the same story yeah. with him. You know, he's 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 a, he's a good rider, but um, so Tickle gets third. Uh, Eli Tomac getting better, got a second. Ping Tomac, uh, could could he win one of these things? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah oh yeah, last week could. last he's week you
1: were good. big on the Tomac bandwagon. Last week, I believe you were. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Eli's. I'm telling you, I've just watching him out at the Honda track earlier in the season. When he's comfortable, he's really, really, really fast. So, I think he's having a little bit of a learning curve with the stadiums and the whole mm-hmm. crowd and just all of it. But, you know, he's getting more comfortable. He had, to, I mean, he really had to fight down to the checkered flag on that one. And um, I think he's getting, you know, as his confidence builds and he he gets more comfortable, he's gonna get faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. And, I, and you know, Eli's fit. So. He's going to get tired. I, just, I think he's got everything he needs. If he can get a whole shot, you know, I don't know if he can go heads, heads up with Haney and beat him in 15 laps. I'm not sure. Right. It's something like, you know, if he would have pulled the whole shot on Saturday night, he'd have won. In that same scenario.
1: Yeah, you know in the same deal. Um, so. Weege, I'm probably going to get stoned for this uh, by the – Like high? Uh, no, no. The oh. um, Stoned in a pit, you know, like the old days. <laughs> um Make it sure by the uh by the amateur lovers of the world out there but uh jimmy Dakotas, you give him a you give him a privateer Honda he's getting uh six to tenth give him a Geico bike he's getting six to tenth
3: no, I don't agree okay I don't think he was getting he had like a few good races last year, but he wasn't getting six to tenth every week like i think this is i think this is an improvement he had a bunch of like thirteenth, sixteenth eighteenth last year
1: yeah um yeah
3: I think he had. I think he had a. I think he had a fifth in a race or something like that. Like he had one or two good races where he got a start. I think it's much improved. I think back in thirteenth.
1: Next. <laughs>
3: wow. Cisco gets stoned.
1: Uh stoned. Uh, you're just one of those verb loving. You know. Oh, he had a CR125. Amateurs. <laughs> Amateurs. Um. He had a, a video of him riding a CR125, and it was the coolest thing ever, bring back the, the two-strokes. I had a guy write me an email that said, Mathis, why do you hate two-strokes? Uh, you don't realize the two-strokes are better than those piece-of-crap thumpers. Uh, you think all of us two-stroke fans are crackpots. Uh, let me tell you that we're, we're, we know what we're talking about. By the way, the Mako 490 was the best bike ever made and has, could hold Ow. its weight even today over the Japanese four-stroke uh, works bikes. So in one sentence, he's calling himself not a crackpot, and then he's telling me the Mako 490 is better than any <laughs> Japanese works bikes. So just, just all you two-stroke people out there, these are your leaders. These are the people that are riding in. Um, hey, Ping, let me, re- let me read you a text I got earlier today. All right. Uh, please tell Mathis and the Racer X guy to quit it with the snooky bullshit. I hate it, and it's not even funny. it from himself? That is from Nick Paluzzi. Nick Paluzzi. Yeah. Forwarded it to me by somebody else that knows him well. I love the part where it says, please tell Mathis and the Racer X guy. I know. I, know <laughs> I, <love it. laughs>
3: so, I might as well keep doing it because I'm apparently like I could be anybody.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you know what you I, I, mean, I don't yeah. know why I don't know why he's all upset. I mean I think when you get a nickname that's unique like that, I mean come on, Nicole Polizzi. his name is Nick Polizzi. of course, his nickname is going to be Snooky, of course it is. How can it not? He should embrace it. That's what I say. He should like run it, yep, Snooky, like he totally should okay. does he just want to be n p Forty five or whatever the heck his number is. Oh uh, yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. I don't know. Seventy one cool like that. Uh, if it's not you know As long as it's not like I dick face know. or something. Yeah, it's not like it's Jagoff.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Asshole head, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying that he's snooky because he's like short <laughs> fat of chick. Like that's not like that's not where the nickname comes from. We're not saying he's like has her characteristics.
1: You know? I, th- I think, Ping, I, Ping, do you remember telling us that you said uh, you told him about it and he was like, yeah, 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 and then you interviewed him on camera and he played dumb?
2: Yeah, I, I, I literally stopped him at a housewarming party we were at and said, dude, I've got the, I've got the perfect nickname for you, dude. I'm going to start calling you Snooky," And, like, you could tell he kind of was, like, laughed it off, like, uh, whatever. But trust me, like we sat there and had a conversation about it, and then when Weege interviewed him in Phoenix, he's like, "What? What? I've never even heard that. What? Huh? Yeah, some, what is that?"
1: Some tells me he was playing dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, please, I don't uh, even know my name. Please tell Mathis and that <laughs> Racer X guy. Race how does he not guy. know well, David Pingree? Like, how does he not? I don't get it.
2: Well, he might be talking about Weege because Weege has done the Racer X interviews with him.
1: Yeah, I thought he meant me. Uh, maybe oh, he was talking
2: about me. Oh, I, don't I thought know. he was
1: talking about you, Ping. Oh, all
2: right.
1: Because you had written it already. But how does he not know who David Pingree is? <clears throat> I mean, not that you're kind of a big deal. you know.
2: Well, I, I know him, so.
1: Oh, so he must be talking about Weege. I
0: yeah,
1: think I, think I think he's
2: probably be be talking him. about Weege.
1: Oh, I didn't know Weege ever referred to him in that way. Yeah,
2: Weege was the one that did the interview. I was on the one like, in uh, yeah. on the oh. interview
3: that it okay. on camera. On um, Ping's recommendation, this was a double team effort. Ping said. Yeah. We, Use this nickname, and then I said, "Okay, we'll make sure we interview him this weekend." This was this was a highly calculated so, takedown.
2: Okay, and I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this just like firms up my resolve to really make Snooky stick,
1: <laughs> as I knew it would.
2: And I mean, I, I like him, but I, the fact that it's bugging him is like, yeah, it's for sure got to be Snooky now. Um, <laughs> well, well, we are. You guys gonna, gonna get soft and can- like be like, "All right, knock him I mean. Are you backing out?
1: I I wrote it in my column today.
2: Okay. Um, hey, and speaking of Nick, great ride again in the heat race. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I
2: can't Didn't believe the same luck in the main, but I can't believe he's just a fill-in
1: too. Like, like he was, you know, seven days away from showing up in a pickup truck. Yet
2: this is what he can do. You know what I mean? And straight off a navicular break, man. That's, yeah. I mean, it's it's really impressive what he's doing.
1: Yeah. Um, so we so so far you are a wedge, you are a Ouija, you are an off road racer, and now you're the Racer X guy.
3: Yeah, actually at the um, is JGR uh, car racing thing I did, one of the guys, one of the driving instructors, also like races Baja, and he's like, oh you're you're the guy that you're from Racer X, Racer X guy. I'm like yeah, he's like what's the name? Like Jason Lainey, and He goes, oh man, I race with you a Baja this year. I'm <laughs> like nope.
2: <laughs> 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 really we uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and then and then Ferry called him Ouija one day when he first kind of started talking about him, and then Williamson is calling him Wedge. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. so yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, but uh, who, who? Okay, so we've seen Sealy win. Back to this race here. We've seen Sealy okay. win. Hanson win. Um, not that it's going to happen, but but Ping, give me a name that can win a race. You know, maybe not one of the favorites. Don't tell me Tickle. Uh, Just give me a name that you could see um, pulling a win off here.
2: Not Tickle, huh?
1: Yeah, because he's obvious.
2: I, I or, think Tickle's the next guy to get one. Yeah. Um, I think if Hanson doesn't win this weekend, it's Tickle. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying somebody different, guy? Yeah.
1: You know, give me give me somebody. There. Oh,
2: well. I mean, like I said, I think Tomac, and and I really think. If, if Roxton had the right race, he could win one. Yeah. I really believe that. I think he's got a better chance than even Cunningham or DiVallo.
1: I've been less impressed with Roxton from Anaheim 1 to, to L.A., but perhaps that's injuries and just being like, okay, well, i got to okay. calm down.
2: Had, had he not gotten taken out uh-huh. at L.A. and he got taken out, I mean, it was, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I okay. would have been interested to see what happened. All right, so he you're... could have broken broken away clean in the second. I think he's the kind of kid who's got just a little more under the hood where right. he could have pulled Celia in, maybe. Right, maybe. I don't know, but I would have liked to have seen it. And I think you give him a whole shot. That same scenario, mm-hmm. he could win a race.
1: Okay, so Roxon or uh, Tomac, you can see winning, besides yep. the obvious guys.
2: And and I could see Davalos too, although. Yeah. No. Just surely on speed, but. Yeah.
1: No. Let allow me to insert the toilet <sighs> flushing. Yeah, I know. I know. Flushing. Well, uh. Sound effect. You were
2: asking for long shots. I'm just saying that right. dude has the speed for sure. All right. Weed. What do you He's think? Really fast.
3: Yeah, I think Tomac's. Uh, I think Tomac's right there. I actually thought when Tomac started second, um, <clears throat> Holly and I were sitting next to each other, pretending we were still broadcasting. <laughs> announcing <laughs> still. And then he would have to run over and tell Danny Hartwig what to tweet. Um, how
1: about that LCQ? Oh, P.J. Larson. That was awesome. P.J. Larson beat... Uh, um, Tickle. Tickle, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah, Holly was in charge of tweeting for the Supercross folks, and he said that P.J. Larson won the LCQ over. Practical yeah. neither of which were in the <laughs> LCQ. one well, not even racing.
1: <laughs> this is Supercross Live official tweet. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fans are well, like, what? The already started? Wait a minute.
3: It's German round LTQ. uh, Oh, okay. So, yeah, Telmex started second. And um, I didn't see the Anaheim one, but I saw some glimpses in Phoenix. I'm like, okay, the crazy, gnarly speed that he had, you know, for a weekend and a half outdoors, I I think he's going to bring that. You know, it wasn't a great race in Phoenix, but I I definitely – Anaheim one, it was very quiet. Phoenix, I saw some flashes, and then – Once he started second, I thought, all right, man, I think he can win this one. But uh, it was like almost a battle of, like, him versus Sealy, who was going to be the one that, like, settled down first. Like, oh, my God, I got the start I need. And it seemed like Sealy actually handled it a little bit better. Um, I mean, I don't think conditioning can't be a problem for Tomac, right? But late in the race, he was uh, a little bit.
1: No, yeah, he was holding on late in the race for whatever reason, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, he was stumbling, and 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 Sealy was actually like, you know, by about lap ten, you could tell Sealy had it. He could have ridden fifty laps at that point, and Tomac was starting to tighten up or whatever. So, you know, I think. Well, you, you got to remember like for him
2: too to be his first ever podium. Yeah, you know yep. that's big. Where yep. Cole had already gotten a second, so he's like, yeah, you know, in his mindset, you know, he, he wants to move to the next step and win. Where Tomac's going, all right, I'm in a solid second place right now this is be the best finish for this year, for my career. Yep. You know what I mean? You, you kind of get to that point where you just go, okay, just uh, settle in. And then when you start getting pressured, like, oh, crap, now i got to pick it back up. That's hard to do.
3: Yeah, I think now that he's got that, uh, maybe I was a week too soon. I thought once he started second, he could win. Now maybe that he's finished second, now maybe it'll happen. But I think he's next to the line. I, I put him, in my book, I think he's maybe ahead of Roxer right now as to, so I had to pick out of those two who's going to win. I mean, obviously, either of those guys get a whole shot. It could happen. I think it's a little more like like Tomac putting some building blocks together, but well, fortunately, Rockman has not been able to.
1: I think. I think. I mean, you. you but you got to have bad luck from Hanny. Otherwise, Hanny starts top three, and doesn't really dumb do something dumb. like he did this weekend. He's 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 in another class, you know. But but having said that, how's this? Kyle Cunningham. I could I could see Cunningham winning. So, um. I checked the results. What what about that
2: poor bastard that he punted off into another
1: lane? I was lane? just gonna bring that up. What do you think about that? I I mean I I don't see anything wrong with it in the sense of Canada took him. I mean, Canada, so I got a soft spot in my heart, but Canada took him <laughs> wide onto the start straight. And, you know, kind of extra wide. And and Hanny hit him. Hanny didn't like T-bone him, come from the side. They came together. Exiting the corner and Canada got the worst of it, but you know, I mean Hanny didn't just T bone him off the track, you know? Yeah. So I'm okay with it. I mean that's that's it's racing.
2: I laughed. I I actually enjoyed it, but
1: <laughs> uh Jimmy Dakotas last year. Twentieth, seventeenth, fourteenth, sixteenth, sixteenth, oh. Oh. fifth oh, eighth, yeah? thirteenth.
3: Really? What what finishes did I say you had before? Eighteen, a, seventeen, thirteen, fourteen. 15. Isn't that what I was saying?
1: I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. I'm a big man. <laughs> really, uh, He's a key. I uh, Never thought that. Hey, ping. Um, see more from Travis Baker, right? Um, I mean, kind of where he was last year. He hasn't really got any better. Yeah,
2: I mean, shoot, he he had a uh, he had to actually better finishes in you know, last year. Yeah, he is coming off an injury. Um. But it's funny, not in his rhythm. I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah. Okay. Congratulations so, to Ryan Morris for his 803rd uh, place finish. It's good for him.
2: Oh, you know what? Totally forgot about Mo. He that sucker could win a race. He
1: doesn't count, though. That doesn't count. Why doesn't that count? Because we know we can win a race. Wow. All
2: right.
1: I just mean, like, Seely, to me, Mo. And Tickle and Hanny, you know, are sort of the guys. Davalos, maybe, is one of the guys. And then I want a Sealy. You know, I want a Baker. I want a Cunningham. I want a Roxon. Tomac. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, how long until a bunch of 450 dudes just take Vince Freeze, duct tape him to the goalposts, and leave him?
2: <laughs> like, he. he it, it won't be long.
1: He is – I mean, there's the blows thing. There's JT thing. There's a couple other things I've heard some guys saying, like, they're just – he's not making any friends right now.
2: Who was it this weekend? I forget. I was actually watching it going, oh, man. It was blows. It was blows.
1: In the LCQ, he just, like, basically aimed his bike for the exit of the turn. Really no no intent to make the turn and just –
2: I don't know. Guys are guys are not happy with him. No, dude, you know. dude did it last year in the lights class a lot. Did it to Seely at Col- oh, bad, took him out. Yeah, he's got just sort of a reputation of doing it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I, how, did, I, yeah.
3: how did he end up on a four fifty? Like, what was? It? Is it just because that's what the team is racing this year? Is it easier to? Yeah. To.
1: Yeah,
3: because I feel like that. It was. Yeah, it was noticeable even in years past. But it was a little less crazy because there's a couple other, you know, young guys that just get buck wild and take dudes out in the uh, life class. Right. You know, stupid past Kyle Cunningham. That's he told me that's just his quote, not mine. It just kind of happened.
1: Are, but, you just, are you just preferring yeah, that in dude, case his mom listens to this? Whew.
3: Not happy the last couple of weeks with, with not mentioning him enough on our
1: website. Um, the, mo- the, the, mom is, in. the mom is writing letters in? Yes.
3: Yes. You only talk about him crashing – and I don't talk about him at all. Um, what is it that we're not seeing? What is it? Anyway, um, yeah, as far as Freeze, so, okay, he was kind of crazy for a, for a light rider, even, but in the 450s, it doesn't seem like that stuff works. Like, it doesn't go. Like, it doesn't – that's not the game that these guys play.
1: Like, uh-huh. Yeah.
3: I don't, I don't think dudes like JT take well to that. They've been around too long. No,
2: but by the time you get to the 450 class, you should have enough acumen that – when you when yeah. a pass isn't there you you don't go in and try yeah. to smash some guy's foot, and every everyone in that class expects that, so when a guy pulls that, it's like it's it's really really noticeable and it, it yeah it doesn't go over well,
1: yeah, yeah those yeah the dudes that have been doing it a long time are like not not happy um yeah. yeah, uh, I feel like I wanna see more from regal as well, ping um what do you think
2: yeah, I concur, yeah, I mean,
1: good bike. You know, good team, all that.
2: Yeah, not 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 in the mix.
1: Brooks Brooks told me before the season starts. Now, of course, this is you know his team manager. You know, top ten, top ten every week for sure. You know, so that can't be good. No, no. Nope. Um, also, uh, Weej, what do you think about Stroop? Getting better. R- rode the main event this week, so baby steps. Yeah, uh, had week a good, by week. had another good heat race. Good starter. Yep. Yeah.
3: You know, I guess, unfortunately, though, these, these are the things we knew about Stroop, even when he wrote a for me last year. We knew he could start. We know the dude's super fast, right? Yeah. So, I guess it's cool that he still is those things. You ever, but, um, you ever
1: talk to him, Weege?
3: You know what's funny? Um, I remember in the amateur days, he was actually, and I know, I know, amateurs, I don't know how where that ranks on your scale of importance. Yeah. But, um. Below. He was pretty cool. Um, you know, he would—he was he was cool to talk to at Loretta's. It was no problem. I mean, I remember one year we did a whole thing on TV with him and, and Nico Izzy and, and Trey, and it wasn't like you – this will probably blow your mind. We interviewed the three guys, like, on stage at Loretta's stage that she has there, and it wasn't like you were like, man, Kennard, awesome interview, great kid. I don't know about those other two. You didn't think that. Nice. Like, they were all, three of them were really good, really nice, said the right things. They were funny. They were cool. And now, and, and then I remember when streak started, his rookie year, he told me, he's like, I read books, man. I'm a nerd, but, you know, I'm just trying to learn this and get smarter. And, like, I don't know where that guy's at. Where is that guy now? Like, you hear everyone say you can't talk to him, and he hides. And he's,
2: He got killed so at a tattoo shop just outside Charlotte. What's that? He it? It said he got murdered at a tattoo parlor just outside of Charlotte. apparently. <laughs> no. Lincoln- now the bad,
3: mean streets of Lincolnton. Like, where is
2: that guy? Yeah. Um, well, I interviewed him. Hey, after- all I know is when I did a uh, – Jeff Emig and I did a media training class last week for some Red Bull kids, and we we had a, <laughs> we had the guys from Verb link us up a bunch of good interviews and bad podium interviews to sort of use as examples, <laughs> and half of the bad ones were Austin Stroop.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. The reason I the reason I, I, I actually I talked to him. Okay, so I went by the the Valley truck to talk to Nick. And by the way, T-Way was there. What a man that guy is! What a classy dude that guy is. But uh, uh, I went and talked to Nick, and Stroop's there, and he's like, "What up, Mathis? How come you never come by to say to check up on me?" And I'm like, First of all, I thought to get, I thought the do I thought it was a homeless guy who told me that because he was just wearing like a." He had long hair and his beanie on and kind of ragamuffin clothes, you know. And I'm like, "Who is this homeless man?" Oh, it's true. So I go, "Okay, all right, uh, I'll do that." So I went and interviewed him after the race, and he was actually really good. Really? He was really good. Yeah. As there's a podcast. I don't
3: even know. I don't even know where verb. Where did verb
2: even find enough clips to even find bad ones? <laughs> like, who even does uh, these? These are. It was uh, beginning of last season. Yeah, he, was uh, second he, was every week. he was on mushrooms or something. He sat there and touched his face for half the interview, <laughs> <laughs> and, and stared off into space like, you know, I don't know. It was. I mean, he was
1: second comical. every week last year, so he, you know. Um,
2: yeah, they, you know, they were the the interviews that they were posting online. Oh, with, with, like literally right when they'd come off the track,
1: like Holly's interviews, oh, uh, great, great in depth Jim Holly interviews.
2: Whoever was
1: there, no matter. Holly got Dungy this week, and so Dungey's not feeling the pressure anymore.
2: Yeah, that's,
3: that's always the litmus test.
1: Right. If you don't interview Holly, you're feeling the pressure.
3: You're feeling the pressure.
1: Um, no, I, I, you know what? Go listen to it on, on it, uh Nice plug there. But, no, he was really good. Yeah. And he just said, you know, he, he said he wants to go slow. He doesn't want to weed it up and get hurt again and have everybody talk shit on him, you know. Um, he just wants to go slow and figure it out. And, and he said, you know, those guys are hauling ass. He's like, i got up there and I'm really surprised at how fast those guys are going. And he said that his heat race in Phoenix, he was on the verge of crashing all the time. Remember we got second, you know, I think we got yeah. second. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so he's just like, just learning the game or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird guy. I don't know where he's like, Hey, why don't you ever come by and say hi to me? What? Yeah. And I'm like, whatever homeless man. Here, t- here's a dollar. Leave me alone. Go squeegee away my window. But uh, yeah, it was Austin Stroop. So yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, what else did we learn? Ping. What what else do we know? What do we know going into going into Oakland this weekend? This, I, I wrote in my column today. James James has to have one of these rides where he just crushes everybody. Otherwise, it's just more and more. You know, blood in the water for these dudes, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think he's going to have it, though, man. Really? I, don't, yeah. I don't see yeah. it coming. Wow. I don't see him just, like, throwing down 10 or 15 seconds on any of these guys. Unless there's a first turn pile up or something weird. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, really, huh? I'm still a believer, though. I'm I'm like Journey. I'm like Steve Perry. Don't stop believing.
2: Oh, boy. I don't know. don't see it happening. I just think there's too many good guys now. I think even if it's, even if RV goes down, I think Dungy's going to keep him honest. I think Kennard will. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: What do you think, Weege?
3: Um. I know Stuart's going to say that, Uh. hey, in 09, remember Reed was right on me for five or six races, and then we figured out the bike, and it was Sayonara. But um, this was different. Like, he had the lead for what, like seven laps
1: or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And not only did he not pull away from Dungy, but kind of like Ping saying, everyone else stayed close. Like Everyone, there were like five guys that just stayed there. He, and it's only because of the ridiculous standards we have for Stewart. I mean, he was still leading the race, which is good. Yeah, I good.
1: know. No, I know. I feel, and I felt, yeah. you know, I kind of roasted him. Not roasted him, but I did, you know, kind of criticize him today in my column, and I feel bad, but he's just held yeah. to James Stewart's standards, you know?
3: He has to just yard everybody instantly or something is wrong, but that's really what it looked like. I'm like, I don't understand. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: He's not and And that was the danger because I thought, I'm like, hey, everybody's going to come into this year. They haven't had to race the guy in a while. And they probably at least think, hey, I I can beat him. But they might unfortunately find out they can't once he comes back healthy. But definitely after three rounds, those guys aren't doubting themselves at all. I don't think there's been a point where they were like, you know, he actually technically did pass Dungey twice in that race. Uh, he even beat him while falling. But yeah. I still don't think Dungey left that one thinking, "Oh, I got nothing for this guy." right. Um, I mean, he stayed on his wheel for a long time, so yeah, I don't know. It's really strange. Um, I suppose he had a long time off. Maybe they're going
2: to figure something out. Um, I don't know. Another thing too is you you know you can't blame that track you know you hear oh that track was easy there was nothing that separated them yeah that was a good racetrack it had some technical stuff with that sand and that next corner and some tough jumps It had good whoops so I think it was a pretty good show of like where everybody's at you know what I mean speed wise and and I think that bodes bodes well for the rest of the series because. Uh, with Reed not being in there, it was kind of hard to tell. You said he's the fourth quickest map. Uh, maybe he would have been in that mix, but mm-hmm. at least without Reed, there's four guys <clears throat> that are really, really close. Yeah.
3: So. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to the code. What, re- why? What was Reed doing? Like, what? I mean,. Okay, the guy's allowed to just walk around the pitch and just strike up conversation with people. I'm not saying it's legal. But that's what idiot hacks like us do. Like, we're yeah. walking around looking for gossip.
1: Hey, hey, anybody want to talk to ben me? Crazy.
3: Yeah. Dude, it really was. Like, remember guys like Ramsey was leaving the pitch and, like, he was walking maybe 30 feet from us? Yeah. Hey, dog, hey. Hey. <laughs> I don't,
1: and Nate, I don't dog just, Nate dog just kept walking. Didn't recognize he just it, the guy with the, the, the what? hood. Topping. Yeah. I don't know. Was he um, trying to score like weed?
2: <laughs> what are he doing?
1: I don't know. <laughs> How about when he shook RV's hand too? Again, Fisher and him. He got a little double dose of maybe guys that, you know.
3: Yeah, he just congratulated them all. I don't. I know. Obviously, we've said this before that like there's a okay. Whatever happened to Austin Stroop between like '07 and now, or maybe starting this weekend, he's good again. But whatever happened, like. Chad Reed did the exact opposite in that amount of time. Like yeah. There was a time where he was just evil Chad Reed. Like, he was, right. you know, hated everybody, hated everything, not cool at all. And now he's the exact opposite. So maybe, what, if he just keep this evolution going? Like, is he eventually going to be, like, knocking on our doors? Just, <laughs> hey, I got some popcorn. You guys want
2: to yeah. watch TV? What What about preseason when he sort of pokes fun at uh, the Cali team for going to f m f yeah, I think he's. Do uh, you think he's? He
1: knows what his foot tastes like at this point. Ooh. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he thinks about it or cares. You know, I think he just loves stirring it up. But absolutely, he doesn't. He has a little bit of egg on his face, or whatever you want to say it. Um, and r v and I mean, the Cowie guys took notice of that. Goddamn, the Cowie guys got the biggest chips on their shoulder about about stuff I ride or stuff in the media I've ever seen. Not so much RV, just everybody else. It is like. You know, I don't maybe they just like giving me shit, but man, I'll tell you what.
2: Well, I, I like the first time to I to saw Williamson at, at A one, I went, Hey man, how you doing, Mikey? He's like, Oh oh, I gotta watch what I say. I'll get flamed in the magazine. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Happy yeah. New Year. Good to see you. <laughs> see you later.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I mean they and they're all like that. They're all just like, you know, but uh one thing I wanna say is I already knew this but it's been hit home more than ever, the message boards and the fans that write me emails are a very small percentage of the people that are buying tickets at these Supercross races. I already knew that, but it's reinforced by everybody just loving James. I mean, I can't tell you how many people ruin James to me, to on Vital, on Moto News, on my email inbox, you know. Uh, this guy, he is a pussy. He hates motocross. His show sucks. I hate him. And and, and goddamn, through three races, he gets the most cheers next to Kevin Windham. And uh, people love him. And, I mean, that's great. But I'm just, once again, it reminds me that these jerkies on the message boards and that are sending me emails that say Stuart's a quitter and a fake and all this aren't the people that are buying the tickets.
2: Who Who is it? Is it people in the industry? Is it just local nerds who don't really even go to races or just like weekend warriors who who are these people?
1: I don't know, but there's a lot of Weege, would you agree with me? There's a lot of hate for Stewart.
3: Well, we thought there was. Well, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, live in this world yeah. of
1: message boards and emails. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, unfortunately it doesn't bode well for us too cuz I have to it makes me start thinking that yeah, those are the jerkies that are actually our audience and they represent a very 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 tiny portion of yeah. people who actually are like we're not reaching very many um, but, yeah, um, all this stuff that we've, like, overanalyzed to death, it's just like, okay, so most people in sport, for example, don't like his reality show, but maybe there's a good chance that a whole bunch of people actually do, and that's why he's getting cheered. Who
1: would have thought? Yeah, I mean, I saw Sorby signing autographs like he was Timberlake. <laughs> Seriously. I'm saying. He's signing autographs, yeah. and he was just signing you know them, Frenchie. You no, know it must be. There he must doesn't even be sign like... his name. He signs his name Frenchie.
2: There must be, like, three concentric circles. There's, like, a, the inside circle is people within this industry um, who, who probably really have a better feel for what's going on. And there's the next level of people who think they kind of know what's going on, but these are the negative jerks on the message boards, and, you know, they still just ride on the weekends or whatever they do. And then there's, like, a, the third group probably the biggest ring is, like, the people who like motocross, they come to the Supercross, maybe go to a national that's in town. Maybe they ride, maybe they don't anymore, their kid rides or whatever. But that's your bulk of the people who are coming to the races and either cheering or booing. You know what I'm saying? Am I right? Yeah. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah, it could be. could be. All I know is that, I mean, there's more negative people talking about James Stewart and he doesn't ride outdoors, he's got the stupid reality show, and and – He's been getting a ton of cheers at the races. That's all I know. So
3: You know, I think sometimes we overestimate. Like, the people might not even know it. Like, I don't know if anyone does surveys. I don't know if Feld does surveys of who goes. But, for example, um, I don't know. What percentage of people don't even know anything? They're just like, hey, we go to this big race every year. It's cool. We, we, some, I'm sure there's some percentage of people are like that. We go every year. It's cool. We party in the parking lot. They do some big jumps. Pretty badass. Saturday night. Some dudes crash. Yeah,
1: some dudes crash. It's awesome.
3: Some dudes crash. I mean, that's got to be a,
2: a decent percentage of the crowd. That's that's your outer fringe, third level. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're they're outer outer fringe. They barely even know what the hell's going on. Right.
3: Right. Right. So maybe they've heard of James. Maybe Stewart's the only one they've even heard of. I mean, he's. I know Dungey won a lot of races last year, but he's probably you know outside of Pastrana or Carmichael, he's probably the most. Probably mentioned mainstream guy over the last couple of years, so maybe that's the only guy they really know. Like, they they don't necessarily know that Dungy won the title last year. Yeah, they don't read art. Right. They unfortunately don't read our stuff.
1: They don't read that column on Fridays. You they
3: know, have a I
2: tell you what. You know what helps Kevin Windham get cheers at the races is the intro videos they do for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know about you guys. I, I get all maybe it's because I have kids, but like. I tear up. I just want to go give Kevin a hug every time I see those all his kids crawling all over him and he's, you know, back home on his tractor. Yeah, this No, I'm not I don't want. It's like very endearing. I I just makes you like him. Even if you didn't know him, you're like, Yeah, that's my guy. I'm cheering for him.
1: Um, I like it. Uh it's sometimes when I watch it some cheese comes out of my computer, like actual Velveeta leaks out of my computer. Um but yeah. uh, but uh I don't have any kids. I just have basset hounds, so that could be it. Yeah. I do love RV's video. I love how the I love how RV's like, uh, yeah, film me in the hospital, film my X-rays, film this external fixator, film all this, and because at the time, you know, he doesn't know what it's for or anything or whatever, and 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 I just love that. I love that. Hey, this is what this dude did last year, you know, and 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 now he's and now he's back. So I like that. My favorite yeah, video those is,
3: videos are highly underrated. The the highly RV underrated. one is
1: my favorite one. So, and then uh, we before we go, um, again my inbox, my co- comments on 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 Racer on articles, people are ruining the CBS show. Can you please take some time and defend it right now and tell us why we well, why that show is and good? It's harder
3: because I know um, one reader actually did a frame by frame breakdown of. amount of time allotted to racing and other things. Um, So going into the race, I said, be careful to complain about CBS, because believe it or not, that's not how the TV works. CBS doesn't show up and shoot the Supercross race, and then the next week, speed comes in. The same people do the same races. Just change the microphones and the graphics. That's why the lights race is on speed. It's the same guys in the same truck doing the same exact thing. However... Now I have realize your fan broke it down. Um, I think Feld sees, okay, when we get the CBS show, and the ratings are significantly higher when they're on CBS, significantly.
1: Yeah, they are, so, so they are, are they double? I think it might even be triple. Really? It might even be triple. Wow.
3: Yeah, that's what I've heard. So, okay, the level three non-concentric circle fan,
1: <laughs> yes. you're going to get
3: a lot more of them. Because <laughs> obviously, if you're super into the sport, you're going to watch it, whatever it's on. So if you're tripling the audience, you've got to, bringing in some people that don't know what's going on, right? So I think they've identified, okay, all you hardcore fans, I know you think that it's a show about racing and all you want to do is watch racing. That's not what the people really want to see. We're trying to show them almost anything but racing because that's not really the most exciting thing on earth. And I know anyone listening to this podcast as a hardcore fan is going to think that's the most preposterous thing they've ever heard in their life. But I think they've they've realized, like, yeah, more people would be interested in seeing that Fergie was at a race than seeing one more lap of a heat race. For real. It would.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm letting you have your soapbox. I, I agree with yeah. you in a sense.
3: You might think they're idiots because you don't agree with what they're thinking, but I think there is a method to the madness, unfortunately. And if the sport itself was so unbelievably riveting that they could just, hey, here we are in L.A., they drop the gate, and they just have nonstop racing, if that itself was good enough, the sport would already be massively huge because, hey, they showed plenty of racing on ESPN from what, like, 1989 through 2005, mm-hmm. and it's not like, you know, we're, it, it, it's not the, not basketball football level. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. they realize they we got to dress it up a little bit. Okay, Sorry, we're trying to pull in that triple size audience.
1: We're trying to get in that outer ring. Uh, what do you call it? Third yeah. level. Third, third level. Third level. Yep. Outer ring people. Um, you know, I know the next argument
3: is going to be, I don't care. I don't want the sport to grow. I want it to be hardcore. But then don't complain about our privateers. There's no money. This is so bad. We need more money for this. Yeah, yeah. You can't have it both ways. Right. You can't have it both
1: ways. Ping, what do you think of all that?
2: <sighs> all that. I, I mean, I... It's it's really, there's not a good answer, because like what we just saying is right yeah. there.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I hate it when Weege makes it, sense. It, I can't stand it.
2: Well, no, it's almost like you wish that they had sort of some canned stuff on hold, like, okay, if the racing starts to get snoozy, we'll cut to this. We'll do an interview yeah. with, you know, so Fergie in the pits, or we'll go look at, you know, whatever, because they're, they're, it's a lot of fluff, like, if it was interesting, I don't know. I don't even find the stuff they're filling in with that interesting. That's the thing. But yeah, because, maybe it is to because, some people.
1: Because you're and right. I understand
2: yeah. they've got to build drama. They've got to sort of add depth to the whole story and whatever. Great, but it's like some of the stuff is really gay that they're putting in there. <laughs> but when you have a race like LA, yeah, man, show the racing. Like, right. how do you not? How do you cut from that? You know, that was. Like Fifteen of those twenty laps were awesome. So. But well, to be fair, well. I believe
1: most of the main event was shown. I watched it. I think. I think we were pretty good on the main event of the four fifties. So. Yeah, I well. think your guy
3: who did the analysis was like the first half hour had like yeah. whatever, like two minutes of racing in a half hour. Yeah. But the last half hour, I think, was all racing. But
1: um, I, I like how they couldn't sorry. even get Fergie. They couldn't even get Fergie to stop. Apparently, they had, <laughs> the only time they could film her was when she's doing the hundred meter dash. With her boyfriend. Like, they couldn't yeah. even say, hey, we're filming you just watching the race. All they could film her was her running to get a Dodger dog or something. I don't know. But uh, if it was me, I'd be like, hey, can we interview you? No? Okay, can you at least stand here and watch this racing? <laughs> because right now it just looks like you're running away from something. <laughs> Maybe creepy creepy grease down on the floor, you know, trying to get hump your leg. Fergie, we don't know, but...
2: I anyway. think that's how I I how was creepy the... pingry at at, eight, at uh, Anaheim. Uh, I had to do a feature for uh for the magazine up in the Not Hole Club. I had to shoot photos. Oh, you had, of to, all do, the you had celebrities. to do
1: a you had to do a feature of the Not Club.
2: Yeah, I got I got I'm doing X-rated for that. Oh. For the the next issue. Uh-huh. So I said, "Okay, well, shoot, you know, is anybody shooting photos? Do you want me to get them?" He's like, "No, you you you, know, you get the photos." So I got my little, you know, sure shot, whatever, handy cam. Uh-huh. And I'm getting to the usual, you know, Castillos and the Sonny Garcia, Castillos. Jason Bonham. <laughs> well, Avril Green's there with. Uh, oh, yeah? Who's the numb nuts that's um, Hanny's buddy? Um, Brody Jenner. Famous for his genetic material. That guy. And. Is uh, that the
1: dude that had a like, reality show with his brothers?
2: I don't know, dude. I, I just know him because his dad's an Olympic right. medalist. Okay. Anyway, I I'm I'm kind of like oh man I hate to you know it's a funny story too about Randy Jackson which you'll have to just read about in the magazine. but anyway he was there too but uh, was that the guy from American but, Idol? No other Randy Jackson. But
1: what other long story? What other Randy, anyway? Randy, Rand, other Randy Jackson. Michael Jackson's brother, Randy Jackson. Really?
2: Like oh. Tito and Janet. Yeah. Really? Okay, oh. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm which, like hesitating to go ask for the photo because, like, you can tell she's, like, half drunk. She's got a hoodie up over her head. She doesn't really want to, you know, you just tell she's not feeling it, people bugging her. But I'm like, screw it, you know, I want to get this damn photo. So I roll up, I'm like, hey, you might if I well get a photo? I'm with Racer X, yada, yada. And her and Brody start talking like, whispering back and forth. They're like, no, yeah, no, we really can't. I'm like, all right, cool, never mind then. And uh, one of the WMG agents like, talks to him what he talks to me, you know, and he's, like, explaining that I'm, I'm not going to sell this to TMZ or something. I'm like, you know, I don't know what they thought. I guess they don't want pictures together because whatever. I just don't.
1: Well, she's married so to that some 41 th- guy, or she was. She was. Yeah, they're both Canadian. That's how I know this. So anyway,
2: know he gets in between them and I end up getting a photo of it. I was, like, the creepy stalker dude taking photos of everybody. I don't really like it. I don't know how Cudby does it.
1: You don't know how, don't know how Carl Stone does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> get closer. Get closer. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know how those guys do it. Cudby, I don't think Cudby gets him to pose.
2: No, he'll be, he gets the extra long lens. It's like four feet long, and he stands like 100 yards away and gets you from across the right stadium floor. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Then, Stone will be right up in the hey. Hey Gilbert, stand next to her. Yeah, push your hand on her butt. Yeah, that's good yeah, right there. Yeah. Okay, smush.
1: You know, kiss each other. <laughs> smush. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that either. I don't know if I could do that job. But, anyways, on that note, let's wrap this up. It's uh, ten fifty p.m. and uh, we all have families that we have to go to sleep with tonight. And uh, dogs. Yeah, dogs. Some of us have. Some of us dogs. have dogs we um, yeah. Well, right on. Hey, thank you, Jason Wygant. Thank you, uh, David Pingree, for breaking down L.A. for us. Are we going to do this again next week? I don't need – Ping, are you going to Oakland?
2: Not going to Oakland. So, I can add conjecture from an outside source, outside opinion if you like, but otherwise you two knuckleheads are on your own.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out next week. Maybe we'll – I'd like to get you on, the, on these and break it down. Um, yeah, be good. All right, well, thanks, guys. Thanks, Weech. Thanks, Ping. See you. Bye, boys. Bye. Bye, guys.
0: This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw.
3: It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money.
2: The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean I got a chance to test all that. I
3: like that era I was in. I really do.
0: Search Pulpa MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. You know, I've lost the blood. I